2009, we made history with the election of President Barack Obama. He called us to service as there remains much work to do to end unemployment, poverty, and crime in our communities. There's so many books on how we can accomplish this. But this year, everyone's raving about this summer's hottest new book, The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring the Urban Ghettos in America by Chicago's own Emmanuel Barbie. A graduate of Northeastern Illinois University, Barbie addresses key ways we back our families and communities. But unlike so many other books on this topic, Barbie captivates his reader, presenting solutions through a riveting life story. It's entertaining, it's different, it's exciting. The perfect book club selection. Don't be left out. Get your copy of The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring the Urban Ghettos in America. Order today at Amazon.com. Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. Uh, this podcast is a solution-based approach to addressing and solving black issues starting in America. This video podcast is also about group interaction, global black unity, kingdom building, and black empowerment in the 21st century. The grassroots community activist movement is about making black liberation a reality throughout the African diaspora. This is an interactive podcast. We address social issues that are important to black people in the black community, community safety, urban violence, unemployment, mass incarceration, failing schools, police brutality, inadequate health care and housing, urban gentrification, and institutionalized racism. This podcast is also about educating black people by providing a forum in which artists, authors, black business owners, and black Christian and Muslim leaders can gather in a supportive environment. When we say community, we mean it. We are not affiliated with any organizations We are independent. The grassroots community activist movement incites social change through community engagement and cultivate knowledge, dialogue, and action within the black community. Our vision is to incite empathy through dialogue and action through our podcast and our future urban Christian film, Hood Liberator Made in Chicago, The War Against Willie Lynch Begins. We are on the front lines battling corporate radio on behalf of the black community. I encourage everyone who is listening or watching this video podcast to please subscribe to my Mixcloud page, my YouTube channel, and my Linktree page. I provide all the links um below in the comment section please share this video podcast with all of your friends on the of all the social sites you are on this will help get the get that ball rolling i do this show in order to network with everyone on my friends list and everyone in my social groups it's convenient because you can participate listen or watch this video in the privacy of your home After I finish my presentation, then I will um, contact my panel or guest speakers. Each person would get um, 
give their insights about uh, my film project. I'm going to give them about, you know, probably between five to ten minutes. After my guest speakers finish their presentation, then I will open up the phone line to everyone on my friends list for Q&A. You would need to con connect with me through Facebook Messenger as a voice call. The phone icon is for voice is for a voice call. I offer my guest speakers an incentive by sharing with them how to create their own podcast and their own YouTube channel while earning revenue from it. I also assist people on my friends list and people in my social groups with creating basic websites, finding college scholarships and grants, housing, legal services, all for free. I don't ask for any donations. Instead, I encourage people on my friends list uh, to please support me by purchasing my revised book and share my book information with your family and friends. It's available as an ebook for $9.99 or as a softcover book for $15 plus shipping and handling. The only thing which is preventing me from turning my virtual Christian socialist organization, GRCAM, the grassroots community activist movement, into a real black Christian business, GRCAI, the Grassroots Community Activist Institute is the lack of manpower and the capital. This is why I turn to social media to get my message out to the public through my YouTube videos, my social groups, my blog postings, my online talk show, my revised book, and now my future film, Hood Liberator Made in Chicago. This is my last attempt to try to do something positive for my racial group in America. Tonight's presentation, Recruiting Seasoned Film Crew and Quality Actors for My Film Project. I have completed my training at Chicago Filmmakers. I took several classes in order to learn the ins and outs of becoming a film director and a producer. I learned how to write a film proposal and a film budget. I also learned how to connect with angel investors and sponsors. I'm asking all of my Christian friends that's on my friends list to please pray that the Lord will allow me, um, that the IRS will approve my 501c3 application so that I can begin soliciting angel investors and sponsors to invest $400,000 into my film project. Then I can hire qualified film crews such as sound technicians, graphic designers, assistant directors, directors of photography, camera assistants, hair and makeup artists, and production assistants, and of course, quality actors. Pray with me that the Lord will continue to protect my Facebook page from hackers, in Jesus' name. Um, all of my social groups from Google, MSN, and AOL, and Netscape, etc., has all been deleted. So this is how come I ask all my group members, if they're serious about networking with me and want to stay connected, exchange emails with me. Um, I continue to stress um, to, to, active, um, to my active group members, um, Yes, about exchanging uh, emails because it's you know very important. I've been on Facebook for uh, 16 years, and my um, 
this is my second Facebook page because my first uh, Facebook page, I was attacked. Again, I'm not bugging anyone. I'm out here just trying to um, recruit brave and smart people that's going to um, work with me and Sister Renee in turning my vision into a reality. Um, unlike the Black, the Black Panther film, which had a large budget and a feel-good story that benefit only Walt Disney Studios, my story aims to benefit the black community by providing temporary jobs for people on my friends list or people that's in my social groups who are able to travel to Chicago to audition for a role in the film. The proceeds from the from the film would help put me in a better position financially to buy business equipment, hire qualified black middle class professionals who will make sure that the Grassroots Community Activist Institute is effective, as well as for me to purchase property in Chicago and in Africa. If you're serious about being a part of my film project, then please, I stress that you exchange emails with me. Um, send me your email address to my Facebook inbox while, you know, I'm still on Facebook. Hood Liberator made in Chicago, the war against Willie Lynch begins. Will be a biographical drama, film, slash hybrid documentary. A hybrid docu documentary is a film that combines non-fiction filmmaking with traditional film with traditional um, fiction filmmaking. This film is based on my revised book, The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring Urban Ghettos in America, Second Edition. This film um, traumatizes key events in my life, such as uh, being illegally taken away from my home and tossed into the foster care system, a black boy who beat the odds of growing up in the inner cities of Chicago, dealing with a broken family, including my mom's mental mental breakdown, doing street ministry, and my experience dealing with racism are traumatized in flashbacks. Through hard work, I graduated from college and set out to create a new type of business in the black community known as the Grassroots Community Activist Institute. Grakai is based on my experience. My creator has given me, has given to me, and I claim ownership. Yahshua called me to deliver my people, who is, or my members, who reside in the inner cities of America, starting in Chicago by making an impact in the economy and an impact in the black community. I explained to my members that America is the new Egypt based on symbols on the American dollar, the, mon the monument on Washington, which is a replica of ancient Egypt, and the, main and the mistreatment of black Americans as a collective. Scriptures to support my claims are found in Genesis Chapters 15, Genesis chapter 15, verses 13 through 14, Deuteronomy chapter 
chapter 28, verse 68, Ezekiel, chapter 34, 11 through 13, and 1 Samuel, chapter 2, verse 8. My goal is to rebuild Black Wall Street through my business, starting in Chicago, while reconnecting ourselves to Africa and the global Black family. The, the plot or synopsis. Emmanuel was born into poverty, a poor single single parent family on the south side of Chicago. His mother, Esther Barbie, allowed Emmanuel, godfather, Andy Austin, to mentor him in hopes that he will learn valuable life lessons about becoming a man and to learn more about God. Emmanuel went with his godfather several times to a, to a farm outside of the city. He watched his godfather kill a, a chicken and also went on a hunting trip. Emmanuel's godfather told him about his military experience in the Vietnam War. He advised Emmanuel not to join the, the army, arguing that, that a black man has no place in the army. Emmanuel's elder brother, Javon, was a heroin addict in and out of jail. His second elder brother, Melvin, was a petty drug dealer. Emmanuel was seven years old um, when uh, an incident took place. His apartment was raided. His mother's apartment was raided by the Chicago police because his elder brother, Melvin, was selling illegal drugs. A black woman from the Department of Children and Family Service DCFS came out to investigate. Um, she encouraged Emmanuel to come with her to a camping trip to see wild animals in the forest. Emmanuel's, Emmanuel's mother agreed to allow him to go with her so he can escape city life for the weekend. Unaware of this um, woman's hidden agenda, to place Emmanuel into a foster care system. She gave her, Emmanuel's mother gave her consent to the woman. After Emmanuel returned from the camping trip, the woman refused to take Emmanuel back home. Instead, she put him in several homes until he went to court and was sentenced to 11 years as, a, as um, being ward of the state. His mother was in court and had had to be escorted out due to, due to her loud outbursts. Emmanuel's mother's mental state deteriorated and eventually she was admitted to a mental institution. Emmanuel was placed in a foster home. He was tossed from several foster homes. Finally, he, finally his last um, foster home, his foster brother tried to uh, take Emmanuel's manhood. Emmanuel fought back by stabbing his foster brother in the arm. Emmanuel was removed from his foster home to be placed uh, in a place called Prisker near the University of Chicago. He was evaluated by a white woman who was a child psychologist. She labeled him as being mentally retarded because he due to him not speaking to her and answering her questions. Emmanuel was then placed in a group home called Lutherbrook Children's Center. It had four major cottages, Field Cottage, Seagull Cottage, 
stream cottage and lake cottage, holding 15 kids in each cottage. Emmanuel was retested as having dyslexia, not retardation. But the staff still treated him as such. Emmanuel attended a private school um, on the premises. He performed well in school and dreamed of becoming a lawyer. But his um, special ed instructors told him that he should focus on being a janitor. Emmanuel was encouraged by his caseworker to join Afro Group to learn more about the black culture. He read books about Marcus Garvey, Dr. King Jr., Nelson Mandela, and Malcolm X. He also he was saddened to learn that Malcolm X was killed by black Muslims from the Nation of Islam. Emmanuel formed an anti-bully group to fight against the older kids who were terrorizing smaller kids. He organized 10 members into two groups. Group A focused on getting weapons such as duct tape, belts, and baseball bats. Group B would focus on surveillance about the exact time the staff would change shift and who would be working um, the day or night shift. The goal was to to attack each bully hard and fast and send a message to them that a new day has come. After six months of fighting bullies, the cottage where Emmanuel stayed became bully-free. In 1980, the group home started receiving more inner-city youth from Chicago. Many of them were gang-affiliated. Emmanuel tried to intervene when he saw black kids fighting each other. He was able to get the black kids to lay down their gang ties for the sake of peace in the group home. In 1983, Emmanuel was placed back into foster care. He was placed in in an alternative school for children with behavioral problems called Ada S. McKinley Therapeutic Center, located on the south side of Chicago. Emmanuel was harassed by gang members and became a victim of gang violence. He asked his foster parents if they could send him to another school. They declined. Emmanuel began feeling self-hatred and was about to give up on life until he started reading the Bible. He felt that his creator was take, taking talking directly uh, to him when he was reading about Joseph being sold into slavery by his brothers and became the second most powerful man in Egypt next to Pharaoh. He could not understand why God allowed him to experience uh, experience a rough childhood. From his interpretation, God was allowing him to experience what many inner city youth are going through and through his future Christian business, he will know how to work with broken families that would that want to utilize his services. Emmanuel got fed up with his foster father talking trash about his biological mom, so he ran away. He traveled from the south, far south side of Chicago to North Mondale, where his mother was living. He stopped by his cousin's apartment because he remembered bits and pieces that his cousin lived between Mozart and Roosevelt. 
Emmanuel's mother's friend seen him and escorted him to his mother's um, apartment. Emmanuel's caseworker called and asked to speak with him. He spoke with uh, his social worker and demanded his freedom. Emmanuel was told that he had to return back to the foster home and they will discuss his future living arrangements. Emmanuel was reunited back to his mom in December of 1984. His mother was on 15 different types of medication due to stress caused by him being taken away from, from her. He attended Crane High School and got into a fight on his first day. Emmanuel selected a group of smart brothers, smart kids to hang around for survival purposes. A war raged between two rival gangs, the Egyptian Cobras and the Insane Goons, who are fighting for control over the neighborhood by terrorizing students who are trying to get an education and also terrorizing the community residents. One of Emmanuel's schoolmates was robbed at the school in the boys' bathroom. Emmanuel and his other school classmates searched for the robbers and confronted them in another bathroom. Emmanuel um, pushed down a teen who pulled out a knife on him and his schoolmates. Um, Emmanuel wanted to keep his schoolmates safe and protected from bullies and, and gangbangers, so he organized a research group and began reaching out to juniors and seniors and athletic and athletes such as football players and basketball players about assisting them with finding grants and scholarships in exchange for them keeping their eyes out for, for, for his classmates. In addition, he offered a small fee for doing term papers. Many of Emmanuel's schoolmates began dropping out of high school. Emmanuel came home early one um, on an incident where his um, mom was being attacked by his elder brother, Javon. And um, Emmanuel confronted his older, his older brother and his elder brother pulled out a knife on him and threatened his life. Later that evening, Emmanuel called his friends to ask for help to, to beat down his elder brother. His mother overheard the conversation and and asked Emmanuel not to harm her son. So Emmanuel canceled that uh, his plans of um, attack. Emmanuel graduated in 1989 and began college at National Lewis University. He was accepted into a special, special uh, program called Passport to College for high school students entering college. Emmanuel and his had um had to cope with um lost childhood and how to handle his uh, temper. However, he was um unprovoked. Uh, he was hit in the head by um with an apple pie by um, one of the uh, college students, and um, it caused him to um, protect himself. He had to fight, so you know. Uh, he um, ended up fighting his uh, one of his classmates. That um, after that, he uh, went to his uh, college recruiter and explained uh, about the incident. He was asked to leave the premises. 
He explained to the uh, re- to the um, college recruiter that he wanted to get out of the ghetto by getting an education and trying to start um, something positive in the black community in terms of a business and to help turn around the black community if given an opportunity. The recruiter um, had compassion to what Emmanuel was saying, so he um, ended up allowing, allowing Emmanuel to go through a, uh, it's called a bridge program for returning adults. So he was able to go through that uh, program. Uh, he later transferred to Northeastern Illinois University in 1990. Emmanuel was exposed to socialism by a, um, a woman that he was attracted to, a, a black woman. Um, after several months of trying to talk to this woman, uh, he finally gave up on pursuing her and um, he, start, he started to um, do street ministry on the weekends by passing out cheese sandwiches and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to homeless individuals as well as um, sharing the uh, word of God uh, with them. In the Austin and Garfield Park community, um, he ran across Hebrew Israelites, Moors of America, and the Nation of Islam as well as people from, that call themselves Nawabians and Pan-Africanists. They all had different philosophies. Emmanuel asked them to work with him in rebuilding Black Wall Street. He started here in Chicago, but they all mocked him. After two years of doing street ministry, Emmanuel turned to the internet to recruit and promote his virtual Christian socialist organization, the Grassroots Community Activist Movement. Emmanuel created Gercam. In 1991, on a site called Gopher, he wanted to help raise awareness about the genocide which is taking place within the inner cities of America, starting in Chicago. Uh, Emmanuel's spiritual ob- objective was to serve the black community while meeting the need, be- becoming an advocate for the community residents, and pushing um, religion. Um, Righteousness in social structures to to edify the body of Christ. Gurkham is dedicated dedicated to promoting the gospel and enriching uh, relationships among um, community residents. He also wanted to connect with other like-minded African-Americans, Afro-Brazilians, Afro-Canadians, Afro-Caribbeans, and Afro-Europeans, and African immigrants, and Native Africans from around the globe. Manu began expanding his uh, message on major social networks such as Yahoo, Google, MSN, Lycos, Excite, AOL, Netscape and Black Planet in hopes of attracting 30 black middle class professionals within the United States to join his management team in order to turn his ideas into reality. Um, Nehemiah was called by God to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. He did not build the wall by himself. He had professional or professional team, people like architects, bricklayers, and engineers. 
Likewise, Emmanuel wants black middle class professionals who have the following credentials. Investors, business, um, business partners, black entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs, and philanthropists. He also wants legitimate film producers, actors, stage managers, grant writers, technical directors, marketers, computer graphic designers, accountants, business administrators, social workers, financial planners, lawyers, real estate brokers, and insurance agents. Manuel wrote out his articles of incorporation and bylaws typed and available for his nonprofit cooperative. He also has his articles of organization typed and available for his for-profit service-based business. Rukai will have five main components, a social service component, a spiritual component, which will be optional for secular people, an, enter an entertainment component, an entrepreneur component, and a political component. In time, a health and wellness component and a media component. Under the for-profit service-based business, um, his, or his organization will offer a state-of-the-art recreational center that will be that will offer uh, bowling, um, captivating uh, game room featuring the latest videos and amusements, um, stylish billboards, energetic dance rooms, and high-quality restaurants, various businesses, on-site child care, and on-site music recording studio for, for his students making documentary films and stage plays. In addition, they will hold family fun activities, including combination deals, birthday parties, weddings, and corporate 